My name is William Corliss and this is the Workplace Podcast. Brought to you in association with Yellowwood, providers of executive coaching, corporate training and facilitation. Your external learning and development partner. Each week we focus on a different aspect of the workplace. We hear from guest speakers who will be subject matter experts, who I believe are incredibly talented at what they do. These experts will give you a different perspective and insight to work life, with the aim of empowering you to take a different path to success in all aspects of work life. These perspectives will include career and personal success, leadership, high performance teams, and creating a better work life culture in your organization. Yellowwood, take a different path to success with your career, team, and organization. Welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Our topic today is mediation through the lens of employee relations. And our guest today is Denise White-Hughes. She is Head of Employee Relations with Lidl Ireland and Lidl Northern Ireland. Denise, welcome to the Workplace Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be chatting with you today. Oh, it's great to chat to you. And we had met through the Mediation Foundation of Ireland, where you did your original mediation training. Can you tell me a little bit about your original experience with MFI? Sure. So I did my original training. It was back in 2015. So I joined Lidl in 2011. And they already had some mediation training in place. But um. Yeah, we wanted to do something a bit different. We got in touch with Tony and Luke um, and there was, I think, about seven of us who did it at that time. And it's grown massively since then. I think we're constantly doing refreshers. We're getting more people trained with you guys now. But um, yeah, it was back in 2015 that we did first did the training. Um, I was obviously face to face the full seven days. And yeah, it was amazing. Um all I ever say to anyone is it, with mediation training is that even if you never do anything with mediation, the skills that you learn, if you're a line man, I would love to have every line manager trained with mediation skills. It's just how to have a conversation, how to have a difficult conversation, how to de-escalate something that's getting heated. You just learn, even for your personal life, you learn really good life skills through how to manage conversations. And you were speaking about face-to-face then. What was your experience then online? Because you were saying before you weren't so sure. No, I wasn't. Um, so when this went, when we everything started almost two years ago now, we were due to have some refresher training. We were due to have some more people trained up. And I resisted for, I'd say, the first year, being like, no, 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 I've done this training. It's tactile. You need that face-to-face experience online. It, I just don't think it'll work. Um, and a, a year later, we were like, well, if we can't just delay this any longer, we're going to have to do something um, and went with it. And I've only gotten positive reports. So people, in, in fairness, the people who have done the full training haven't done the face-to-face and they've thought it was amazing. Uh, and I did the refresher and I was like, it actually does work. Um, so I was definitely proved wrong. <laughs> I was I just thought the type of train that it is that you needed that physical interaction, but it, it does work. It does. Don't get me wrong. I'd still prefer to go back to face to face. Um, but it absolutely works um digitally, which I was surprised at. So honestly, anytime that someone does the training, if they genuinely come back and say that is one of the best trainings I've ever done, it's so um just 
it really just gets people. It's energetic. They learn so much um, and it's completely different to what most people do in their day to day that they come back absolutely raving about it. This episode was brought to you in association with the Mediation Foundation of Ireland, Europe's premier provider of mediation certification and training. For more information, check out mfi.ie. Well, thank you so much for that. And and that's great to get that feedback from you. And when we talk about your work then um, as head of employee relations, then what prompted Lidl then to embrace mediation as part of their culture? So, as I said, mediation was there before I I joined. Um, But what I can say about it is it's it's a win-win for employees and the business. For employees, it's faster and it's more straightforward. And I think people are happier with outcomes from a mediation compared to an investigation. And for a business, um, it's great to have people happier quicker, but it's a massive cost saving. it's it's an afternoon compared to what can be weeks of preparing for investigation meetings, meeting minutes, reports. Um, so it's definitely more cost efficient to do a mediation for an afternoon um, compared to an investigation. So it's definitely a cost saving for a business as well as it being a better outcome for an employee. And, and that's the thing about workplace investigations. There's many costs to that, not just financial or organizational costs when it comes to productivity. There's the emotional, the psychological, and sometimes the physical costs um, to accomplish. Absolutely. Like, um, I'd never say there's a place for investigations, and sometimes there's issues or or, um, things that have happened that it it is required. But I would say the vast majority of things can be um, through mediation. And absolutely, I think people, if, if someone's wronged, um, a, a lot of people initially feel, well, this person has to um, pay. There has to be justice. And how I'll do that is make them go through an investigation process and maybe they'll get disciplined uh, on the outside of it. And they feel like that's their that's their justice. Um, and they feel like if I do a mediation, the person's getting off lightly. But it just, I, I can understand the logic of that, but it's just not how it works. You go through mediation and you sit, face-to-face with that person you get to tell them how they've made you feel you get to see their reaction and you know hopefully um, you, you might get an apology or you'll get some kind of an outcome that you're happy with but you're in control of it you're controlling what happens this is led by the employees you go through an investigation process it's out of your hands you don't get that face-to-face interaction you're reading meeting minutes where you know tone is lost you don't get the feel for it and at the end even if your complaint is upheld you'll know that it's been upheld but you don't get to find out what happened with that person because that's confidential to their process. So if they got a verbal warning, if they got a fine written warning, if nothing happened, you know that it's been dealt with seriously if your complaint has been upheld, but you don't get that detail. And even if people know that going into a process, there's still a feeling of, oh, okay, so it's just upheld and that's it. And normally mediation is then recommended because if some two people have gone through that process, it's very difficult if they're working in a store together or in an office together to just go back and work normally. So the end of that process is normally, we recommend that you do mediation to, to repair the working relationship. So you could have done that without going through all of the other bits. As I said, there is a place for investigation, but um, yeah, definitely that people are more satisfied. I've seen it um, coming out of a mediation. And, and that's the whole thing about uh, investigation 
negotiations uh, versus mediation is it's a lot more restorative, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. for example, if that apology you're looking for or the relationship is restored or someone's reputation or status or yeah. all those various things. Absolutely. I, the, the, there's one example that always sticks out to me and it was a, a complaint between two colleagues and it was the easiest way to describe a banter gone too far and one person wasn't happy and she got on her opportunity to tell her colleague how um, how he made her feel and to see his his face dropped. And you could tell he had no idea. This was not intentional. He wasn't out to set out to hurt her. And he profusely apologized. She, it was totally believable. This wasn't just, oh, I'm sorry if I offended you. It was like, I really didn't realize it was, they went off and and walked out going to get a coffee together. I can guarantee if that, that complaint, because it wasn't, it wasn't major and had gone through a process that would have ruined their relationship you know what I mean they wouldn't have walked out haven't gotten an investigation report going for a coffee um whereas they got to have that she got to see his reaction she got to see he actually really didn't mean to offend me that was it was absolutely um banter gone too far gone wrong um and she was completely satisfied and they've worked absolutely I, I checked in with them a week later and was like is everything fine everything is perfect we're back to where we were it was an absolute misunderstanding and that's 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 the absolute um gold of of mediations and that's the thing about a formal process versus an informal process the informal process of mediation allows people then uh, to have a say in the outcome, to say what their needs are, and at least they have some potential for those needs to be met. Whereas in a workplace investigation, then that there's no that power is, or control. No, none at all. I, I think that's the biggest thing when going into a mediation that I always try to, you know, hammer home with people. I'm facilitating a conversation here. You're in control. If, if people want to stop, if they don't want to do it in the first place, um, it's all within your control. But once you go into that investigation process, you're, you're given up control and you don't get to decide the outcome. Whereas in a mediation, you have all the all the control. And when it comes to, you know, the overall difference, you were saying, I wish every line manager, you know, was trained in, in mediation. What do you think the, the overall um, impact has been to the culture? I think it's it's trying to get people to see a different way of looking at things, to, that everything doesn't have to be formal, that conversation mm-hmm. works. Um, yeah. I don't think the impact has been any different on a line manager compared to... Um, anyone else in the business but I think you can see it but I'll be honest we still need to push it more we still people still need to be convinced that this works and so what we've done recently to try and get that understanding is obviously mediation is voluntary yeah. but if if you wanted to make a, a dignity at work complaint so anything to do with bullying har- harassment that we um we have pre-mediation as a mandatory step now so you okay. have to meet with a mediator to let the mediator explain it to you properly um, and then if that point you don't want to do it that's absolutely fine and both parties need to agree but previously we felt that you know when someone came to HR to, to say yeah. that they wanted to make a complaint would you like to do mediation no no this is too serious and we felt you know you're trying to have that conversation but it was just like no no no. this is what I want to do whereas if you just have to have a meeting called pre-mediation 
explain it. There's, there's some people who still say, no, it's not for me. And that's absolutely fine. But just trying to create that opportunity to to better explain the benefits of mediation. And, and, and that is working. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? It's about informing people what mediation is. I think a lot of people misunderstand what mediation is. They nearly see it oh. as arbitration or refereeing or... It's absolutely, and we still, in fairness, less and less now, but maybe, you know, five, six years ago, we'd, I talked to somebody when, um, when, when I had a different role and I, I'd be talking to somebody who's like, they're having an issue with their manager or with a colleague. And I'm like, have you thought about mediation? Oh no, I've already done that. And, and, and I know the list of mediators that we have. I know the process that would have to happen. I was like, oh, are you sure you've had a mediation? Yeah, yeah. My line manager sat down with the two of us last week and I was like, so that's up. I said that's great. Line manager should absolutely be trying to solve issues and, and bring people together, but that wasn't a mediation. And and then I tried to explain what a mediation is, and I was like, oh sure, that's the same thing. We did it last week, and I was like, no. And and then I always try and be like explain, you know, mediation is a completely different skill set. I was just like, you you have to be trained. It's intensive training. Um, it's not just about sitting down and saying what's wrong with the two of you. You know, can we talk about this? Um, so. that's definitely happening more I think the business understands the difference between just sitting down with two people and having a conversation and actually going through mediation but that was definitely something we did battle with where you'd have people say no I've already done mediation you're like "Mm, you didn't yeah and and that is a it's so common isn't it yeah people aren't fully aware of what mediation is believe they're mediating with positive intent and then maybe realize they're not fully equipped to deal with the conflict at hand. Absolutely. And I think we all thought that even before going into mediation training. You know, you think, yeah, but you're, you're just sitting and you're listening and you use active listening. But there's a whole process to it that you, you don't realize until you get trained and you're like, OK, this all makes a whole lot more sense now. Um, and, and the biggest the biggest hurdle to come over, I think, with the mediation training is to, to not solve the problems or give your own opinion. It's that's I think we still all battle with that. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's, it? And it's about the people in the room owning the problem. And then if they own the problem, they're more empowered then to own the solution. But they create the solutions themselves. Absolutely. I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That they're the experts. Yeah. They, they know the solution that's right for them. I might be sitting there and think it's so obvious, but that that's my solution. Um, and that's not the same thing. And that brings me to mind about that awareness piece. You know, what are your biggest learnings about implementing mediation into a large organization? So other other large organizations might be listening in then. Like, what are your learnings there that maybe they could leverage on? I think, first of all, make sure you have enough people trained and we're definitely getting more and more people trained because you never want it to become onerous for a couple of people that it then becomes this task that you want to have enough people that you can encourage people to do it and that you've got enough trainers then to be able to or people mediators trained to be able to do it. Um, and the second thing is you can't communicate about mediation enough. You can't explain it enough. And as I said, we're still not perfect. We still need to keep drilling that down that people understand it because otherwise it just sounds like part of a formal process. And it's trying to explain that this is separate, that this is informal, um, but it can have just as big of an impact and trying to get those stories out there of of people without breaking confidentiality of like, 
it has worked and, and getting that. But the only way to make mediation in your in your organization work is to make sure people know what it is, understand what it is, and that they can try and get some good news stories out there about how it's helped people. And can I ask about mediation then? I, I did some research as part of my master's a number of years ago. When we looked at mediation, mediation maybe took up a paragraph or two in HR policies. I'm just mm-hmm. curious about that. Like, how do you have you that in your HR policy mediation? We do. So, uh, and similarly, so um, we had an employee handbook that, yeah, it was, I think, a paragraph on mediation. Um, we've recently switched over. We now have a HR hub. So it's an online system. It's your A to Z of everything HR. Um, so there's like an employee system and a manager system. So you can go in and there's a lot more information on mediation now. There's FAQs there. So it's trying to build that up that it's not just a a paragraph before you enter a formal process have you considered this that it's trying to make it into a process of its own and um, to make it stand out so that's yeah but as I said um we definitely still have more work to do I think on on mediations and getting people to to understand them this episode was brought to you in association with the Mediation Foundation of Ireland Europe's premier provider of mediation certification and training for more information, check out mfi.ie. To quote my colleague, Luke, talks about conflict, mm-hmm. where debts and taxes are inevitable and conflict is pretty much inevitable as well. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Like, like we wouldn't have a HR department if there wasn't, if there wasn't conflict. It's inevitable with people. Um, but it's about how to, how to best manage it. And yeah, as I said, there is a place for investigations, but it's conflict is so much better managed where possible through an informal process where people feel in control um, and that they get to decide their, their outcomes. And there would be an argument to say that maybe an induction mediation, this should be an element or a way to signpost people that if there is conflict or if there is a dispute you know, you signpost people to your HR hub or to mm-hmm. what, what the benefits of mediation. Do you, do you do something similar like that or what's your... In our induction, we definitely um, mentioned the HR hub now. So previously, we would you would have had your employee handbook. We definitely discussed the HR hub, but actually that's a good point. We probably don't highlight mediation um, enough early on. So that's actually interesting. Yeah. If somebody was, was listening in here and they never heard of mediation, how would you describe it? I'm I'm always curious about this because I think I described it as two people who are coming to a conversation with probably two very different perspectives and potentially two very different objectives of the conversation and bringing them together and it's listening um to them to try and help them come to their own solutions so it's really about facilitating the conversation and I think the way I got better at doing mediations through the training was actually trying making myself feel less responsible. When when you, when you first start, it's like you're going into I have to find a solution for them, and and as soon as you actually step back and say, well, I actually don't have to find a solution for them. If there is no solution, it, you know, it's not my fault that suddenly mediations work better because you're just uh, keep helping them talk it through you're asking the right questions whereas when you take that pressure off you trying to find a solution you actually allow them to find the solution and it works so much better 
that is so true and it's about trusting that process yeah absolutely that if you're going in being like okay I need them to tell their story okay then I need to frame it and then I need to make sure I find their help them find their solution whereas if you kind of sit back and say you know what if this works brilliant if it doesn't work uh, we've tried all of a sudden that mentally it just works so much better because you're not feeling that you have to find the solution for them you're you're allowing yourself to let them find it and that's what needs to happen it is it's just about trusting the process and it is about that process that there are different stages where at the start you know everything is going through the mediator and what you're doing is you're listening to understand and ensure the other party can actually acknowledge and understand the other person's perspective so there is a science and art to that so every mediator mm-hmm. will will say there is a bit of science and there is a bit of art what are your kind of learnings when it comes to the science and art I agree there is an absolute science to to the start of it and making sure that you're asking the right questions I always review my my questions from the training um before I go to make sure I'm asking the right ones but the art is knowing when to step back um I know Tony is a big fan of the use of silence but used wrong and it's 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 detrimental to the mediation um whereas if used right and knowing when to just sit back and if the two people actually start talking to each other and knowing when that's productive and knowing when this is actually counterproductive now because they're starting to argue and knowing that 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 pinch point of when when that's the right time that, that that's where the art is and that's the thing about mediation it's understanding the process then and then it's about context and then nuances then to say, when is it a useful, timely um, silence? And when is it useful to have maybe a question that might be thought provoking or a powerful question or a possibility question to say, you know, mm-hmm. where can we go from here or what's your learning? Yeah. Um, and if, if I was setting up a policy or if I was setting up mediation uh, for the very first time, Mm-hmm. How, how would I go about that? You know, especially in a large organization, you know, is that something that we have to get it, buy in from senior management or where does it fit in in the HR structure or the overall structure of the organization? Yeah, I, I definitely think you need buy in from the top down. I think it needs to be embraced as like a part of your culture. So I definitely think it's 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 different to just a normal process. It has to be part of the culture of the organization of how you deal with conflict. Um, but I think if it was from a very basic perspective, if you had no mediation, number one, get good training and make sure your people are certified Um get it into the policy and get it into the process to make sure that anyone who's going to be talking to employees about conflict, that they understand it um, that they can sell it and just get it going um, and let it build from there. And then, as I said, keep communicating about it. Um, but that's get buy-in from the top, make sure you get the right training, get it into your policy and then just keep talking about it. Denise, that has been so insightful for our listeners. And that's all that we have time for today. Workplace podcast. Thank you so much for your time today. No problem at all. It was really nice catching up. Yeah, you too. That's it for this episode of the Workplace Podcast. My special thanks to this week's guest for a wonderful discussion. If you want to get in contact with a podcast about a workplace topic or a particular challenge that you're facing, contact me via Twitter at Different Paths. 
You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, William Corless, C-O-R-L-E-S-S, or go to my website, www.yellowwood.ie. Yellowwood, your external learning and development partner. Provider executive coaching, facilitation, and training. Take a different path to success with your career, leadership, team, and organization.